What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Goodness. My name is Philip Good. If you have not already done this, please subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts from. Uh, my birthday was actually, hmm, well, if you're listening to this today, yesterday. My birthday was yesterday. So you missed it. Cool. I had a fun time. I did absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I did nothing. But it was fun. It was cool is what it is uh happy birthday to me on today's episode we have will pew from formerly cartel and currently torrids will and i chatted about you know a little back in the day of cartel and currently what he's doing right now which is working on torrids so i'm gonna play two jams obviously for old time's sake a little bit of cartel and followed by torrids so give it up for will and here's some cartel and torrids that unfortunately have to be asked <laughs> uh everything's pretty good honestly i mean um i'm pretty i'm pretty even keeled about the whole thing i mean obviously like it you know sucks that people's health and lives are impacted yeah but as far as like my personal you know impact like yeah i mean my work is pretty much non-existent other than you know being able to work on torrids and like my own personal music but as far as producing other people, like, you know, everything's pretty much ground to halt. Music industry as it, <laughs> as it is and as it has been might never be the same. Um, but I'm pretty zen about the whole thing because it's kind of like it's so big and so out of my control that there's something comforting in that, no, which I is feel. like <laughs> I guess a so. strange thing to, like, be aware of. But it's it's true, <laughs> or at least for me, <laughs> in my experience. So. Are you... Um bathing yourself right now am i what are you bathing yourself right now i hear like a bathing oh sorry no uh <laughs> just <laughs> there's a, a scrubbing a shoe down that like got some mud on it earlier but no worries um, i thought you were like in a bathtub or something just uh, taking this call that like, would be super bougie like oh, i only do interviews in bathtubs man i'm for it i hope you had like the rosé <laughs> or a shower beer whatever whatever it'd be comforting. red it'd be red I do have a little cocktail right now. It is after five o'clock, so okay. Uh, All right, it is, it is that time. So I was going to ask. So obviously, it's been a while since Cartel, but yeah. you have been producing. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much. Let's see. I mean, you know, so the last full album Cartel did was uh, Collider. We finished recording that in uh, like December 2012, basically, mm-hmm. um, and that was my first like full band production like you know twisted all the knobs did all the things i didn't mix oh, and okay. master that gotcha but uh but yeah i mean like you know i was doing the mics twisted and fully engineering like i mean me and joseph uh from cartel mm-hmm. like we we're pretty much like have always been like the quote-unquote like co-producers of every album because he has very like 
awesome musical ideas and production ideas um, as far as like the way things should sound or like we should pan this here or make some crazy transition. He's always like that guy. I've been always like, you know, more of the technical person of like sure. tone or like, you know, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. So we really like uh, put it together well um, with making records. So, you know, once my skills and engineering got good enough to be able to call it cartel sure. <laughs> or call it a cartel record, it was like, yeah, let's do it ourselves. Why not? So um, that was uh, the first foray. But then like, you know, a couple other things popped up and, you know, cartel was sort of starting to, uh, you know, take a little break there. And I was like, you know, like I really love making music in the studio and I'd love to help other people do it. So yeah, that's been what I've been doing full time since pretty much like, uh, well, I guess we cartel did tour in 2013. So probably about like mid 2014 after I moved to Nashville, that's all I've been doing. With how you said that you produced the last album, was that better for you? Like, did you like the idea of less cooks in the kitchen where you can produce it more? Otherwise, like like your other albums might have had like different producers involved and all that stuff. No, I mean it's it's just different, you know. Like uh, I've al- I always I love all the producers we've worked with. I mean Zach and Kenneth mostly, obviously, but um, you know working with uh, a guy named Ross Peterson on Cycles, who mm-hmm. is um, he kind of co co produced it with me. Um, that one I had a lot of production input on anyway, like from the we just spent so much time writing that record mm-hmm. um that by the time it was time to record it i was like i know every last note on this thing and exactly how <laughs> it needs to come across and like i've got very real ideas and this is what's going to happen plus we recorded that in new york so it was the first record we did um away from home and, it, and we recorded it for like three and a half months so like we were gone <laughs> so i think after month one like a lot of people in the band sort of checked out because i mean it's like you know like Kevin with drums is like, he's done. What is he doing? He's just sitting there hanging out, playing zombies, Call of Duty. Um, (laughs) Similar to probably what he's doing now, right? True, true. Yeah. (laughs) So like, you know, we're sort of just like, there's not much to do. So um, the band in general, just sort of, you know, I would check out too. I don't blame him one bit. So Mm -hmm. um, that one with, uh, Ross was kind of like the engineer and then we sort of became de facto like co-producers. He was actually uh, uh, the last assistant for Rich Costi uh, before Ross uh, moved over and was working with the label, which is who we recorded that record with at their studio in New York there. But um, yeah, he was great. And like, it was like a totally different thing, but I learned a lot of engineering tricks from him Mm because we were kind of like, we already had the creative, the demos and the songs were like so far down the line. We basically just had to, you know, recreate them in a studio to make them better. Um, so like I got, we got a lot of fun, like producing via engineering in a way of just like, Ooh, let's try like a cool tone here. We already know what the part is. So Mm -hmm. we need to talk about that. Um, so that was where I learned a lot of like, uh, a lot of my, uh, engineering chops. And then, you know, fast forward like four years later is when we actually did the uh, did Collider. So nice. I had some time to work on it for then. So, yeah, I mean, I would, you know, it was more fun for me because I'm a very like technically driven person. Yeah. So, you know, twisting the knobs and doing the thing is always more fun than watching somebody else do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I yeah, feel, I mean, it was I'm, more fun. <laughs> this, this, this is a very interesting question here just because I thought about it as we're going through everything currently. Um, 
and then you said you were zen about the whole quarantine situation and it made me think <laughs> yeah. i'm like are you zen because of the whole band in a bubble experience like you were you were technically <laughs> quarantined before yeah yeah I, I definitely have experience with that um this is obviously a lot longer mm-hmm. um <laughs> did, you, uh, did you guys yeah. did, was it was it real was it or did you guys cheat did you guys leave to go to a taco stand every once in a while Oh no, we we stayed in there. That was the whole time. We, we did not leave, other than the one time the like almost hurricane blew the window out. Like, okay, was, fascinating. That was the only time. I don't know if that like made the show or not. Like, um, obviously we were precluded from watching it uh, since we were in there. But uh, yeah, no, we had like the big front glass that like we were able to look down the pier and like interact with the bands and stuff. Um, that somehow like some negative pressure thing happened inside of that that guy Mm -hmm. there was was like a little crawl space underneath the floor and so i think that and obviously it's not like hermetically sealed or anything so um i think as the wind like blew underneath it like all it took was just like one weird gust to sort of like create a little mini vacuum for a second because you kind of like we felt it it sort of was like a like a weird like tape slowdown like all the air like it's almost like all the sound stopped for a second mm-hmm. and then the glass just exploded in the front oh, wow. um bear in mind this was like bulletproof glass so like, oh, wow. it, it took and it was huge like it was probably like a standard two car garage door like that size width and height it was probably twice that long and twice that tall Jeez. And what so, was it? Was it an issue like with recording too? Because I know there's a studio in there, right? Oh yeah, but they well by that point in time we had already I was doing vocals in the control room. Okay. So like it was a separate part of the building, so I wasn't like it didn't affect that. And they put new glass in like I want to say it was like, about 24 hours later they had new glass in. Okay. It was it was pretty. They're on it was, point. It was pretty right on. Yeah, it was pretty on point. Like to, for such a thing. Uh, you know, a random thing to exist in the world. It had a twin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like I like to think in my own imagination. That's part of the reason it's pretty easy for you. You've been there. You've, you've done that. You're ahead of the game as far sure. as like mental stability in this whole scenario. Well, yeah, I thought you were about to ask me about my my meditation practice, and I was like, oh, well, shit, we'll get into the weeds, sure. I mean, we <laughs> can yeah, totally get into the, the bubble, weeds. <laughs> the bubble works too. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you meditated in there, right? Uh, I hadn't started meditating then. Okay, so this is after. Yeah, meditation is a very, more so a recent thing for me. Okay. Um, So, yeah, that certainly helps, though. I strongly advise for anybody who might be listening that is having (laughs) a rough time in general, start meditating. Download an app. Just do it. So are you, you, um, like, into, like, uh, cosmic, spiritual, like, all those things kind of thing to kind of center yourself and is that kind of what created the name of Torrids? Yeah. Uh, I've been very like metaphysically interested, uh, shit for <laughs> pretty much since like, I don't know, 2002, 2003, something like that. Kind of just nice. started like getting into it and just kind of like, Ooh, there's a little, what, what else is out there sort of thing. And kind sure. of, you know, diving into the realms of consciousness and just talking about it and, you know, kind of reading up on different religions and mythologies and stuff like that around it. And then just sort of, it all kind of, you know, weaved its way to, (laughs) to now where, um, 
you know, sort of the meditation, I guess like Buddhism, but more like a secular minded Buddhism where you're just sort of like using the tenets. Cause like Buddhism and psychology are basically the same thing. Mm. <laughs> like, okay. um, modern psychology takes a lot uh, from Buddhism. Um, but it's, it just, yeah, it just sort of like falls in and I mean, just listen to the Torres record and it's pretty easy, <laughs> easy to see that I'm very heavily, uh, heavily influenced by, you know the mind and the, the inner working i'm loving it i'm loving where okay. this went i'm loving where this is going is that the reason for coming back you think like you said you started around like 2003 2004 you know you started to find like this you know learning into meditation and all that stuff and after taking a break from cartel do you think focusing on that is kind of what made you want to record again or was it just the miss of making music because you were producing also uh, it's a little bit of all of that, man. Like I've always wanted, like as an artist, um, you know, who made music before cartel, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it was any good, but you know, just like, I always had a band, like pretty much like I learned how sure. to play guitar good enough to like write a song. And then it was like, all right, here's a band. Like, let's <laughs> have a band. Um, you know, even freshman year of high school, it was absolutely terrible, but, um, you know, I think they kind of both go hand in hand. Um, I think, you know, part of it's, you know, making music with other people and that that like sort of inspires you like, Ooh, that was a cool idea. Like I'd like to try something like this. It obviously doesn't work for this song, but if I ever write a song that this would work for, it'd be perfect. And then, um, you know, just having that itch to scratch, you know, that, you know, cartels, you know, I was 19 when we started cartel and you know like things that influence you and affect you as a 19 year old and you know 21 year old for chroma those things change dramatically by the time you're you know 27 28 mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, can't, can't be writing songs for 15 year old teenagers with relationship problems well you can it's just it's probably not real yeah you know, it's, it's not relevant to your own life um uh, doesn't mean 100%. Song, but, no 100% yeah that was so like you know i've been you know when i was 19 and 20 like i was listening to like Newfound glory and starting line and hot rod circuit and saves the day and like all that stuff like that was my jam you know that's all mm-hmm. i listened to but then it's like you know you smoke weed in college and listen to radiohead for the first time and you're like damn and then <laughs> you know like then it just goes from there so yeah it, like i kind of got into more like oh my like i really like this you know this different style and just sort of like, you know, it kind of makes you think a little bit more and try to figure it out. And, you know, it just pulls you a little bit into a rabbit hole that you kind of end up never getting out of a good, good way. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's kind of like from that moment on, it was like, you know, naturally as you listen to stuff, your influences start to come through your music. So when I sit down and play guitar, it no longer is like some power chords and some octaves. It's like, what's this weird chord I'm making that like shouldn't make sense, but somehow there's melody in there, you Mm -hmm. know? And, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, like starting to have songs that sort of exist in that realm and you're like, Oh, okay. All right. So, you know, fast forward, you know, almost a decade later. I mean, uh, like Blood Red Sky on the Torres EP, I wrote that song in 2011. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. I mean, I think the newest song on the record, uh, or the most recent one that I wrote, um, was Double Vision in uh, 2018, like 
uh, was it February 2018? I think I wrote that. So, um, and it's just now coming out, but you know, it's like I had started recording this like a while back. Um, oh, really? Okay. And it just sort of, yeah, there's a, it's a long story, but short, you know, Cliff Notes version is basically, um, another guy in the studio, Bobby, who ended up being part of the band. Um, he was like, Hey, there's this other studio that's uh, called Blackbird. It's like a huge, huge studio in Nashville. They have like a recording Academy mm -hmm. and every now and then they like have like, you know, a super cheap deal for someone to come in and record there for like three or four days with the recording Academy. It's like a teaching experience for working with a real artist. Okay. Nice. Um, so he was like, Hey man, like they don't have anybody. And they asked me to try to find someone. He's like, would you want to like do some of your solo stuff? And I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. So, um, That's we up. went in and did it just kind of like fly by the seat of our pants. We did like chaos and, uh, down here, we basically did everything but blood red sky. Um, and then I was like, you know, we were going through those sessions and it was definitely more like band. Like it was just, you know, guitars, like there was no keyboards on it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, not really any programming, although my demo had some, we're just trying to like figure it out, you know, just kind of whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, like now that it's there, I can sort of hear like, it's not exactly the way I want it to be. But then of course I have projects and Bobby has projects and everybody has projects coming in. So we sort of shelve it for, you know, a couple months and that turns into like six months, which turns mm -hmm. into a year. And then finally I'm like, Oh, I think I know how this should go. So I like, you know, okay. kind of worked on some of the kind of worked on some of the production a little bit and like kind of tweaked it and kind of melded it into something new and brought in Adam who had played drums on it. Um, and Adam's like a crazy good keyboard player too. And one of the best drummers I know. So we sort of put both of those things together. Um, and it just started flowing into what it is now. And so like we, we started working on that like April, of last year um and then of course you know stuff gets in the way so like we'd work on it for like three or four days and then like you know two months later we'd book another three or four days and finish it and then you know so on and so forth and finally bobby could mix it <laughs> and then <laughs> um we got it mastered in october and it was just like oh shit it's finally done you know after a long time so um that's that's pretty much what you know a long road will get you. I mean, there's some, there's a lot of like twists and turns and there's a good sure. story in there that I'll, I'll tell one day, but you don't have enough time. <laughs> no, um, it's all right. Obviously it's, it's like nine years mm -hmm. <laughs> of history there. Is, uh, uh, we'll get it. We'll get into it. But yeah, when I was in a band, everyone else is in a band. You, everyone has their style. And in order to combine styles, that's what makes that band. So it's interesting to see just that one person style, which is yours. And it comes out in tours. And I think it's fantastic. I think like it's all the things that I would have always imagined. Like, hmm, what, what would Will sound like doing this or doing that? And is this something where the EP is just going to be like a release? Or when everything blows over, are you thinking about doing like live shows or anything like that? Oh no, it's, it's, it's full bore. Like it's, I'm, I'm definitely not, um, just doing one release and be like, yeah, I finally got it out of my system. Like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've already, I mean, I've already sent Bobby and Adam, like four other songs that are done in the last like two months since we've been under lock and key. Um, and then, uh, I've got like probably eight more, <laughs> 
that I just need to like demo out and kind of finish and send that way. So like we we're cocked and loaded for a, a good long period of time to start making more music and uh, release more. And then, uh, yeah, figuring out how to play it live is a little bit different. Cause like, I, <laughs> like, you know, one, if you just listen to it, it's, it's obvious that three people can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> live. yeah definitely. Um, not with, not without a whole hell of a lot of tracks. Um, so obviously we're going to have to figure out a couple people to help us be able to play. Um, and since, you know, we are barely a band as far as like how it has all started, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, we're obviously not in a place to be able to pay performers or ask people at, you know, in their mid thirties to just, you know, eat it and help play shows for free. Uh, cause that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when nobody's making any money right now in the music industry. So, yes. um, we want to kind of take the ethos of sort of just how this whole thing started and like, uh, put that into the live shows as well. So trying to make it more of an experience versus a, you know, just like, a, Oh yeah, we're going to stand up here and play these songs. Cause like, honestly, they're so difficult to play in, in a couple different spots mm-hmm. for me, at least <laughs> like on guitar, there's some stuff that like, it doesn't sound like it's difficult, but like permanence, for example, that guitar part is real tough to play. It's, and especially to sing at the same time. Cause it's so like counter rhythmic and everything. So, sure. um, don't worry. I, I was I was like, in a studio once, and my guitarist uh, could not do the part that he was supposed to record, and the producer had to do it. And it was a long time joke coming that like we couldn't play that part live because our guitarist technically couldn't do it. It was the producer, <laughs> so it's totally understandable. In that I mean, sense. yeah, dude. You know, that's the thing. Like these were written, in, yeah, they weren't written to be played live. So, um, yeah. So anyway, we we want to make a live show a production and something that people were like damn that was worth going to see um so what we're probably going to do and i'm going to try not i'm desperately going to try to keep the cat in the bag here but we're going to obviously with live shows not happening for who knows when um we're going to we want to do something that showcases like oh look we're playing it live and so it'll be like video format um probably not live stream because we really want to like have a like i said like a production value like an experience so any sort of visual accompaniment to the music. Um, so we're still kind of working out exactly what that's going to be, but we hope that that sort of leads expectations for when we actually do get back to be able to play shows and people can go out and not have to stay a hundred feet away from each other. That, um, I'm thinking drive-in movie, movie theater experience, but with a band and then every band that, or I'm sorry, every person that buys a ticket gets a free drop of acid you do your thing and you have colors, I mean, the color space going on and the experience is there for tourists. It would work. It would work. <laughs> honestly, like, and it'd be kind of tight, honestly, cause you can broadcast to people's radios and like mix, like the person can be live mixing it like in a, you know, Definitely. like a TV production booth sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it is sound better. You don't have to spend as much money on PAs and you can do some like pop-up shows in certain places where there might not be shows normally. It could, it, there's an opportunity for, uh some real cool stuff to happen so um we're trying to just kind of be on that sort of forefront of like you know because like i've already done the cartel thing which is awesome like you Mm -hmm. know play normal shows just play your guitar in and kick ass like that's awesome like i had so much fun doing that but like now with this stuff it's like well what's appropriate because obviously i'm not going to sit here and (laughs) headbang this stuff like this needs to be more of like an emotional like a and i 
I, I hate sort of tongue in cheek saying that I hate to use this word, but like a spiritual experience, like that's not what we're going for, but like something that like connects to your inner self a little bit more sure. to where you're just like, this feels cool. And not from like a self aggrandizing sort of way where it's like, no man, like I'm reaching in and touching your soul. Like, no, nah, dude, <laughs> just like allowing, allowing people to be, uh, you know, trying to provide an, an experience and provide a place for people to be able to experience music in that way if they've never experienced it like that before, but also like something that really is um, faithful to the music and the style and the lyrics and the subject matter. Just like, you know, it, it, it's not like a boy band type experience or like even a, a punk rock show type experience. Like, it, it's sort of intimate in and of itself. So trying to pull that into a larger production of like visual, like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I think the fact, uh, that, I think the fact that you guys yeah. are even, or that you're even thinking about that is fantastic. Being able to plan or at least try to create something for the future and having the mindset of what can we change to adapt? I think all that is going to just be like an explosion of creativeness when this all blows over. I would, I would see that show. Right on. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a new thing for us. So I think we're all just really excited to pour a lot of new ideas or like ideas that we've had for a long time that we just weren't, you know, there wasn't a place for them that now there is. Like, we're just excited to be able to do that. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we get to. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, listen, man, Will, it was a pleasure having you on. I'll wrap it up for now. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for towards and what oh and of course there's an alarm outside happening perfect um so i'm excited for what will come in the future for you and i hope to get to see that experience that you're planning so i think it's gonna be awesome so th thanks again for being on and uh take care take care of yourself thank you man i'll come on anytime appreciate it awesome man we'll talk again later bud thanks so much for tuning in guys we're gonna keep pumping out these episodes uh, as much as i can we'll see um but yeah stick around more to come peace